you know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca, and today is a special Take It Home Podcast because I have my podcast partner from the Fight Game Podcast, Garrett Gonzalez, with me. What's up, Garrett? Well, you've come on Fight Game Podcast Extra with me. We've done a little overtime from uh, our recordings of the Fight Game Podcast, so I'm glad that I can uh, come back on your show and uh, talk some NXT as far as you told me what we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're talking. You know, I watched NXT. I tuned in. I watched some of the stuff. Um, I was curious to see the main event with Dominic Mysterio versus Wesley for the North Korea Championship. And but and I wanted to get you, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I was glad that you told me that you did watch it, so we could do the show. Um, but overall, what have you thought with this infusing more of the main roster talent, especially the Judgment Day, to NXT? Um, I think so far it's been a success. Well, Nick Khan a few months ago said that they were going to do that. And, you know, he is maybe the best hire that WWE has ever made as far as business is concerned. A smart guy when he talks, you know, some of it is is agent speak, he's a former agent, but mm-hmm. when I when I hear him talk about some of the things that they're looking into doing, I'm like, hmm, because He's kind of like the he's got the Midas touch with a lot of what they're doing. And when he said that, I was like, well, you know, I'm not watching NXT because I went on a hiatus because I didn't like some of that stuff that was going on with the 2.0 show. But I also was skeptical that it was going to work. Now, I get it. You bring over a star like Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar or Cody, you bring those guys to NXT, and I'm like, yeah, of course the ratings are going to improve. But they're like, hey, we're going to do you one better. We're going to bring over Baron Corbin. And I was like, oh, my God. And you would see that his segments actually did rate. The ratings were up just by Mm -hmm. him being a a wrestler on Monday Night Raw and on SmackDown for all those years. So it did bump up the, uh, the numbers for them. And then... Uh, you know, they did a couple of others. I think uh, New Day was on there. You know, we've seen Mustafa Ali. Apollo was on previous to this, yes. this sort of new new one that they've done. And then they brought Judgment Day on these last couple weeks. Obviously, Rhea was was a, a star in NXT, so, so that makes sense. Also, Finn Balor and Damian Priest also kind of became... The characters that they are, they got the kind of the start in NXT, so that makes total sense to me. Even though they're they're the Judgment Day on this show, I thought, you know what, that is so smart because if you're a longtime NXT fan, you really love those acts on mm-hmm. NXT. And then the one that makes me crack up is they bring in the dude who actually skipped NXT in Dom Mysterio. And uh, and so I, I just think that the whole thing was really, really cool. And they've had them, you know, Finn was in the match. Uh, 
the the, the tag match and, and he pinned uh, Carmelo Hayes. And I don't know if I really like that necessarily because it doesn't look like there's going to be anything with those guys. But I, mm. I think just the, adding that act to NXT, it just makes it feel like more important. And I think that's kind yeah. of the key, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, when we heard Nick Khan talk about this, as you mentioned, bringing trying to help use the main roster people to help bring up NXT again. Um, you know, at first I was like, well, let's see what happens, right? And I like I like NXT, you know, you know, if you have nothing for Baron Corbin on the main roster, send him to NXT, you know, let him find something new or, or do something different there. Baron that's, Corbin that's cool. also has some lineage in NXT. I yeah, think, of I course. Say. Yeah, it looks like he's going back to the lone wolf uh uh gimmick or something yeah. or um but what I like about what they're doing with Seth showing up now judgment and actually judgment being there for multiple weeks now is that I think they're sending a, a really good message to their fan base that we're committed to doing this. You know, we don't want to just, you know, we're not half-assing it. So I, I like that part of it. And, um, and the judgment day, I know we were, we actually had a plan to kind of talk about judgment day on the fight game podcast, mm-hmm. but I will say, I know the bloodline gets all the headlines and they should, yep. cause it's great. Yep. And it's, it's awesome. I think the judgment day has been, a great story itself. He got this first. It was Edge and Priest and Rhea, and then someone got hurt, so they Vince wanted to meet the face. So they turned baby face. The the Judgment Day with Edge and them was more of like that silly mystical magic stuff that wasn't really working. And then you know, even Triple H at first didn't even understand it. He even meant, I think he said it once, like. I don't really, I didn't really get the judgment at first, but now it works, man. I think they're really holding it down on Raw, right? Like I know you watch more than I do, but their feature, their uh, their featured heel, the top heel act, I believe on on Raw, right? And it's just clicking with the fan base as well. Originally, when Finn was kind of the leader of this group, my eyes were on two people, Damian Priest, because I I think he's great. And, mm-hmm. you know, un- it's just un- so unfortunate that, you know, he, he not to say that he's an older guy, but he is getting older. He's not the young guy that he should be in this world. Because if Damian Priest was like 25 instead of 40 or whatever, mm-hmm. he would like we're talking about this guy's going to be one of the biggest stars in the business. And he still should do very well. But my eyes were always on him. And obviously Rhea, like Rhea's just a, a star. Like she just yeah. has it, whatever it is, she, she's got it. But I also thought that Finn Balor was overshadowed in his own crew. Mm-hmm. And so we have the match with Seth, and everyone's so excited for this match. And I'm like, sure, the match is going to be good. Those guys are good. But Finn has no chance to win this match, like none. So my interest in this match is, is not that high because like, Seth just won this title. They're trying to make this title something. He's His character's over. Finn's is not really like he's kind like even though he's the leader of this group, so they do that match, whoop de doo for me like fine whatever Seth won, and then they 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 started to build the rematch and I was like why are they building this stupid rematch we just saw this match, Damian Priest wins the Money in the Bank there's some chaos there, mm-hmm. and then I had a thought, Seth has been talking about. So, uh, a back injury mm-hmm. and then i was like huh yep 
Is it possible that Finn Balor wins this title at SummerSlam? I think it's a very strong possibility, actually. And then you build up the Finn Balor and Damian Priest mm-hmm. thing. And we we had talked about this when I was sort of predicting. We were doing our predictions for Money in the Bank, and I was like, I kind of want Zoe Starks to win this so that Trish w- w- would you know lead these segments with her going like, you know, my money. I mean, Zoe's money in the bank. But we had both said at the same time, it's kind of too early to do that gimmick. Yeah. But you kind of do a similar thing here with Priest and, and, and Balor. Pre, you know, Finn has got the title. Priest has got the briefcase. Finn is kind of being the leader. And he's telling Priest what to do. Look, man, you know, you're going to have to ice this thing. Or, brother, we're, we got to figure out how, to, how are we going to cash in on Roman? Mm-hmm. And he just does it so much to where Priest is like, I cannot take this anymore. I need to beat this dude. Yeah. And I, you know, I need to to gain my own, you know, independence here. So that storyline, I am so 100 percent into. And it makes sense because why else do you have this rematch in a match that yeah. Seth the babyface won so cleanly the first time? So yeah. that that's my interest. And I think if they do that, I'm geeked up for it. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, that's what I feel is going to happen. I, that's you know that's why I feel they're doing this rematch. I think they're going all in on the Judgment Day. I because I, I think they've been doing great, and that the company sees that. And you have you know Finn Balor, world champion, Rhea Ripley, women's world champion. You have Dane Priest, Money in the Bank winner, and now you have Dominic Mysterio as the a champion of the <laughs> you know it's still he's a little champion and you what well, you know you can't give him the i guess they could have won the tag team titles i guess yeah or you they could have you know he's not beating gunther for the yeah. intercontinental title right so i i'm with you i'm 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 smelling child change come SummerSlam, and uh and i think it's you know i think it's good and it gives Seth something to fight back to as well and then you have the like you said the finn balor damon priest issue because I feel Damian Priest is what they really want that guy to be a big face, you know. I oh yeah, a, oh yeah. And I, I definitely see him as a future challenger to Roman from, uh, you know, maybe sometime it could be Royal Rumble. You know, he'd be great versus Roman on a on a big on a big show. But as we talked about, Dominic Mysterio is the North American NXT North American <laughs> champion, and he won the title this past Tuesday. You watched the match. I watched the match. I want to hear your thoughts on the match. Well. I'll I'll step back a little bit because the Dominic Mysterio experience, as far as what his character is today, 
I'm almost sure it started at that San Jose Raw that I went to with my good buddy Ben Cruz. We had those ringer seats, so we were mm. like second row, right? Yeah. And so Dom starts talking, and the booze just come out. And this may have happened a previous Raw or something, but what I really saw was he was surprised. Like, he had this look on his face. Like, it was like, oh, like, wow. Like, I didn't expect that, right? Like, you could see it in his eyes. And like I said, we're so close. We could, like, literally see his facial expressions. And I thought, wow, you know, that's such great heat for this guy. Uh, and, and it should be the way that he turned on his pops, right? Like, that's why you do mm-hmm. that angle is so he gets that. And so I, I still, whenever I see Dom Mysterio, I just go back. I remember that. Uh, that interview that or that promo that he did in standing in middle ring at raw where I was at, I was like, wow, like this is, this is really kind of cool. And so fast forward, they've been so good with the skits with mommy and Thanksgiving (laughs) and you know, all that stuff. And, you know, finally they listened to me and uh, mama, mama Mysterio grabbed the chancla. Uh, And so I think they've just been hitting nothing but home runs with him. And 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 look, he's doing his job. Now, are are the boos uh genuine or is it the fans wanting to play along? It's probably uh more of the fans wanting to play along, but who cares? Like it just creates this great atmosphere whenever Dom tries to tries to talk. So, but I I've explained everything about his character and I haven't really talked about the wrestling piece of it because what was so interesting about him coming into WWE with his dad is that he could actually do a few moves that, you know, being a rookie in and going immediately to the big time was actually pretty, pretty cool. You know, it was a pretty great that that he was able to have these decent matches. One of them was with Seth Rollins, where you're like, okay, like if he's with somebody that's really, really good, he can actually have this really good match. Mm-hmm. That was not one of these times on this show for him to win this title. He and Wes Lee were not fantastic together. Uh, Dom, for being a good athlete, sometimes he looks like a bad athlete inside the ring. And, uh, you know, he's going to get all the stuff that they have with the interference, and that's going to kind of do the trick that that he needs. But if you were to, to strip away the interference at the end, and you just said, let's look at this match as a one-on-one match, that match was average at best, I thought. I was actually pretty mm-hmm. disappointed in it. Yeah, I mean, I me too. I was also disappointed as well. It, to me, I would say it was, it was an okay match at best. Um, yes, they did not have... Great chemistry together. I, I believe this is probably the first time these guys work together. Uh, I, I, I know Raw. I, I was in. I looked it up. It was in Georgia the night before. Mm-hmm. So there's travel there. You know, and it was Cody, not a far, that, yeah, that was Cody Town. Yeah, it's not. It's not a, a far travel, but it's travel, and you know, they're not. I'm sure they're working stuff out, but it's not as extensive as probably a lot of people think, in my opinion. So there's that. And also Wesley, though, he's been wrestling. I don't know how how many years he's probably wrestled, like eight years, technically, I I think. But he's also not a guy that's going to lead a match, right? Mm -hmm. He's just he's he's from that modern era of we're going to. Plan our matchup from point A to point B to boy C, you know, C right? Yeah. So, so it wasn't a good match. Um, you could tell the referee was given a lot of direction in that match. 
not not just um in my you know not just um times but like you could tell things were going the way it was going and there was some direction so uh you know it's it was uh it takes a village there for that kind of match but i will say I thought the finish was really well done. The timing of everything. Everyone's interference from Finn Balor getting involved to Damian Priest trying to interfere to Elia stopping him. And then finally Rhea Ripley coming up and like she did it perfectly. It's perfect timing. They all were great timed on the finish. That was really good. And you can uh, shout out to your, the referee in there. Oh, yeah. T- yes. Tom Caster was a referee. <laughs> but just that's honestly, I mean, NXT referees are. I think WWE referees overall are pretty good, but but I know like I I know Tom obviously, and I've worked with him so long time. Like like he's a, he's a, Tom is he was never a wrestler, but he's a worker, right? He's a referee, mm-hmm. and he can call a match better than most wrestlers. And so he was my my referee. He's my top referee. And when I had a match, not just he's not top referee just to do main event. Like if I had a match between two green talent. I wanted Tom in that match because he would help them like Shayna Baszler on her second match versus Colleen Schneider in her first pro wrestling match. Right. 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 Tom had that match, not because, you know, he's my friend and I'm giving him, you know, the the special match. No, I need him in there because I need a ring general in there. And so, you know, he just, he's good at that. Like, for example, I don't know what happened there with the back suplex <laughs> that Dom gave Wesley where mm-hmm. Wesley just dropped on his head and shoulder. Um, I, I don't know what the hell happened there. I don't know if Dom thought he was going to flip and land on his feet or what, or, and Wesley thought maybe he's going to take a normal back suplex, mm-hmm. but either way, when that happened and it was like, Oh shit. Right. But you could tell like Tom's as all NXT referees or just W referees are always on it. Checking, People say, you know, they're okay. And then you notice Dom went for the cover. I could just see Tom just being like, cover him, because that was a brutal, you know, yeah. brutal looking move. So I, um, I was, uh, I was, I, what I liked about the match is that it really showed you the importance of a really good referee, right? And mm-hmm. on that, it's not just Tom, too, obviously, because whoever is the uh, producer of the match is also, you know, re- relaying messages and, you know, and stuff. And it's just, this is the modern era of wrestling. We, we won't, we don't have a lot of those guys that can go out there and kind of like work through stuff like this. Um, but I, I was really impressed with, like I said, the refereeing here. And I really impressed with that finish. Now it wasn't a great match, but the star power of Dominic Mysterio and the star power of judgment day. God, they, what they do almost like seven fifty thousand you know, overall viewers. And the, that, the, that segment was over 800, like eight forty or something. For yeah. Segment. Yeah. So it's working. And I don't know how long Joe is going to be here for. I assume maybe, maybe, do you think he'll go past Great Record Bash? This, which is next uh, Sunday, right? That's coming up. Uh, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. 30th is, is oh, Great Record Bash. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, coming up. So I wonder how long this will go for. Yeah, know? that's a good question. I, You know, the the other thing about this is, who who's next? Like who do they? Because Judgment Day, like you said, is is like a top act, right? It's mm-hmm. it, they are now a top top act, and so now is the expectation for NXT that you have to bring. You know, 
is Sammy and Kevin coming next, right? Because you're talking about hot, yeah. hot characters who mean something. Those guys mean something to Raw. It's not, you know, it's not just, yeah. oh, this this one star coming to this uh, small show. No, the, those those talent, like Rhea has been like the top, one of the top segments on Raw, like mm-hmm. a, a couple times in the last month, I think. So y- the other thing is like, how do you continue this pattern of, you know, of these teams or uh, of these top acts coming to NXT to help because that's why you want them there. You don't want, you know, we have the the Ali. Like, Ali just being Ali, he's not really going to bring that many fans, but no. it's an opportunity for him no. to do something because they don't have anything for him. He can try out his new character. But, you know, Baron Corbin, like I said, he's probably he probably helped a little bit. Um, but who's next? Who do you, like, what is the cycle? Like, what is the, the plan, the strategy of, of, of you know, bringing bringing these big stars over for three or four weeks at a time. Like, I think it, you know, if you are selling, here's now we're kind of getting in the weeds on this thing though. Right. But if you're Nick Khan and you are selling a WWE TV package to mm-hmm. these networks, does the, uh, wh- whoever you are negotiating with at USA, how much do they know that you're kind of juicing the rating? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> like this is what is really kind of like the evil genius piece of it is he's juicing the rating of this show by bringing over the right talent. Now, Nick Khan is not bringing over these talents. Like, I'm sure it, this is part you, of, you know. And we already know that Nick can't, Nick Khan has an answer for both, right? <laughs> yeah. For the, you know, just sell the bill of goods. The guy does, the, whoever the executive doesn't know, they're juicing it. But I think even if they say like, well, we've seen improvement because you have been sending over main roster people or from from Raw or in SmackDown, will this continue? And yeah. we're committed 100%. You know, like he's going to sell them whatever to get that extra money for that, you know, the, the, the whole package. So here's the- what's kind of crazy about the number that they did. So and I'm using uh, the uh, WrestleNomics. So that's Brandon mm-hmm. Thurston's. Uh, he's he's still got ratings. No one else. No one has ratings. Um because of that that one website that went down but he's got him and i'm a part of his patreons it's you know took really good five dollars a month for me because he gets these numbers so the show starts at uh people mm-hmm. and then it it's it kind of goes up and then it's kind of going up and down up and down it peaks at 763 for the uh the chase you and the the Tiffany Stratton stuff, and then the backstage stuff with, with Judgment Day. It dies a death in the next segment, which is the uh, the split screen promo, uh, which was uh, not my idea of fun television. Uh, I think there was a Dana Brooke and and whatever else that was. That thing dropped eight percent from this uh, from the high. Yeah, and my Judgment, fast forward button was on at that point. Yeah, yeah and so Judgment Day takes it from 699 for this main event to 844 so 21% wow. increase in that main event segment which just shows the the absolute star power. And so again, they're so smart because we're right in, you know, right smack dab in in trying to uh negotiate. And so let's just juice these numbers now after they sign the TV deal, will they keep doing this? There's not really an impetus to. Yeah. But who knows, you know, may, maybe maybe you know there is a promise to to keep doing this, which, uh, you know, I don't know. You, you're going to go through a lot of acts 
and, and it'll probably you're probably going to get back to the Mustafa Ali's, but. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, I just think I, it's so smart and it's working and it's just, it makes me smile because I'm like, that Nick Khan, jeez. <laughs> and uh, you also can't do it consistently every week because then it doesn't feel special, right? Yeah. So I think you got to have to take a break from the the upper tier main roster talent. But you know who would be a good act to help out after the Judgment Day runs its course? If, now, this is, this is if Elio eventually wins the title mm-hmm. is the brawling brutes. Mm-hmm. Seamus, but really good Rich Holland. I think there's a, that's a match. I want to see Elia versus uh, Seamus. That'd be tons of fun for me. There, there will, there will be some part of the audience where they go, Oh, Seamus. Uh, no, the guy has been a star on wrestling television <laughs> since yeah. like 2015 or whatever. Even and you know that. what? He's still very good. Yeah, he's he's he might be a better wrestler now than he's ever been. Remember, like, God, it was a few years ago. He he was really suffering from neck injuries, and yeah. you know, spinal stenosis. I think he's talked about him having, and um, and this guy is just having a a, a since two thousand twenty two. Like, he's been having a great year, and like the brawling brutes has really revived him. I think, and I think they'd be great if uh, that'd be a great. They'd be a great addition because I don't think they're really doing much right now, right? At is, all. Is Pete Dunn the only one who didn't get his name back? Um, well, Ridge, not his real name. So yeah, I mean, but look at, but look at, but look at Butch though. I mean, we all <laughs> laughed and I laughed. We we're like, Ehh. little rascals. <laughs> he got over, right? He is over. He, I mean, he made it work. We all laughed at Gunther. Gunther made it work, you know? Like, we're not saying, like, Gunther's a horrible name anymore. We're not even saying Butch is a horrible name anymore, right? Like, I mean, look at him at the Money in the Bank. People are going nuts for him. I know he's, you know, from, you know, is, uh, you know, the fans there really, you know, love him there because yeah, he was yeah, in yeah, his. Yeah. But still, like, even in the United States, when the Brawling Brutes are wrestling, like, he's a fun, you know, crazy act, you know? I don't think Pete Dunne is world, uh, W world champion material, but where he's at, his position, He's doing great. Yeah. No, he's 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 good. He's he in, in a previous WWE lifetime, he would be just doing jobs for big guys and you know, mm-hmm. being in the back when the star walks through, you know, John Cena's back and he's walking through the backstage of the arena and you just see Pete Dunn smiling and waving. Like that's what he would have been in a in a different world. I'm so that this is where you know Triple H being in charge is really is really good because you you can actually take advantage of a talent like Pete Dunn. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he knows how to use this his strengths for sure. All right, well, Garrett, damn, thanks for coming on. That was a fun little uh, episode. Of Take on podcast. It's a solo show, and but it was really cool to have you on, and I really appreciate your time to doing this for me. Man, it was a, it was I had a blast. I hope no, you did too. I like it, and you know what it says, which is kind of funny. You know, you and I don't get on the phone and chit chat. Where if we talk, it'll mostly be through Twitter DMs or, or mm-hmm. texts. But we've been doing a version of a podcast now for like over five years, probably. Yeah, and we can record our normal podcast and then go. You know what? Kind of have another idea. Let's get back on the horn and let's talk again. And neither of us got tired of talking to each other. So that, yeah, don't, that says don't. something. Don't pull the curtain back too much. I was at work and I was like <laughs> brainstorming ideas for taking home. And I'm like, 
I wonder what Garrett thought about if he watched that match. That's kind of like how it went. And I'm like, I have an idea. That's how I guess. So I'm sorry. Yes, I wasn't planning this out for weeks, but you know what I mean? No, like, that's good. I like, I like taking home podcasts being, you know, first it was reviewing a lot of indie shows, which is a lot of fun. I still might get back to doing that, but I like it as a reactionary, just like it right off the thoughts off the hip. You know, I mean, it makes it, it, it's, it's only going to be newsworthy when you do it that way. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm John LaRocca. That was Gary Gonzalez, and we'll see you next week. Take care.